Todd P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Final day of October 2023, also known as Halloween. That's right. Halloween, Halloween, trick or treat. Right. Be advised, it's uh, going to be a busy day, but it's also going to be, as soon as that sun goes down tonight, the little ones will be running all over your neighborhood. Oh, man. It's going to be awesome. Printing house to house. Happy for the kiddos, man. It's it's success. Top three holiday for you as a kid. It, for some kids, you know, it's number two right behind Christmas. For me, it was anyway. Got candy, get to dress up, get to stay up late, sometimes on a weekday for school, eat candy, hide candy. It's candy's currency when you're a kid, man. Candy so and costumes are pretty hard to beat as a kid. You get rich, you're basically rich. Well, remember when you, you got to dress up like this day as a kid. Man. I know you're big into the superhero thing, but oh, man, you get man. to be your favorite suit. You're like Batman or oh, Superman or something. Oh, man. It's and awesome. You're, and you're as a kid, you really like become that that person. You're like, oh, man, I'm Superman. I mean, that's You go basically. into school. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, you get to dress up sometimes and go to school? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Oh, remember, and sometimes at school they had a haunted house at the school? That's right. Oh, they, 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 they oh, man, sometimes my elementary, they turned the whole school into a haunted house like after like oh, a certain time maybe it was after like noon they they basically everybody get to go home early come back for the haunted house the school house. oh it's great it's fantastic it is good oh, well enjoy man. that today and stuff. uh you know yeah I, I, I guess i don't know my kids Respect are all it. 20s and above but uh so we Ooh. don't do that but I, I still think they can i don't know maybe they don't dress up at school anymore is that right i don't know nah, they probably they probably dress up but you know they probably dress up and when they go out now they probably go out and they come home they come home and kick it they probably don't let mom and dad know what they're dressing up as because they don't want to Maybe y'all would disapprove. Maybe it won't be politically correct and stuff all the time. That's right. You know what I mean? They're so like, nah, we can't. We'll, we'll tell mom and dad after. They'll see the pictures on the gram. That kind of thing. All right. All right. Let them have fun. So be careful, though. That's the other the advisement. That is true, uh, be, guys. Please be careful out there. Uh, you all dressed up and ready to go. Hey, let's get the headlines, though. Trending topics to get this, the, uh, this Tuesday underway. And it is a jam-packed news desk this morning. Top Gun Reynolds and a lot of equipment to bring it to you. And yeah, we'll start with the baseball. Heck of a game three performance for the Rangers last night. And their all-star Corey Seager, the team's cornerstone, lost a big two-run homer. Also flashed the leather with a tremendous defensive play to start an eighth-inning double play to head off a rally. That leads the Rangers to a 3-1 win over Arizona and a 2-1 series lead. Now, game four comes tonight. will be a bullpen game for both teams. Rangers go with lefty Andrew Heaney. Joe Mantiply for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Big question now with the injuries mounting for Texas. Max Scherzer and Adolis Garcia both left the last night's game with injuries. Scherzer left after only three innings with back tightness. Uh, five innings later, slugger Adolis Garcia removed because of left side tightness after he flew out to left uh, flew out, flew out the top of the end of the top of the eighth. He'll be reevaluated today. First college football playoff committee rankings revealed tonight. Provided an opening glance at who the committee views the most accomplished team in the first two months of the season. Longhorn sit at number seven in, or number six in the country in the current coaches poll. Seventh in the AP. They're seven and one. Tonight's snapshot will more than likely show a team that's in, in good position with a month to, month to play. But uh, Steve Sarkeesian happy where the team is but knows they can get better. The fact that we go into Tuscaloosa, Alabama and beat a team that was 52-1 and one, uh, in the previous 53 games of us going in there. And I hear so much about how, how tough the SEC is, but I haven't seen any of those teams go into Alabama and win either. So I feel pretty good about our team. Um, and I think over time this whole thing will play itself out. So we got to focus on what we need to do Saturday and, and play our best football. 
NFL Monday Night Football last night in Motown to put a bow on Week 8. And NFC North leading Lions approved to 6-2 and two with a 26-14 win over the Vegas Raiders. How about the breakout game for rookie running back Jameer Gibbs? Remember, B. John Robinson was drafted 7th. Jameer went 12th to the Lions. He ran for 152 yards and a touchdown last night. Fellow rookie Sam Laporta, the tight end, caught 8 balls for 57 yards with the score. On the other side, frustrations mounting for the 3-5 and five Raiders. Their star receiver, Devontae Adams, had one catch last night for 11 yards after the game. The former All-Pro said that he is at a loss for words at this point. NFL's trade deadline is this afternoon. Could be a flurry of moves with contenders looking to bolster their rosters. One trade did come down late yesterday. The Seattle Seahawks division leaders there have acquired Pro Bowl defensive lineman Leonard Williams from the New York Giants for a second-round pick this April and a fifth-round pick in 2025. Also keep an eye on Chicago today where, according to ESPN, the Bears have cleared their starting quarterback Jalen Johnson to seek a trade ahead of today's deadline. He's a 2020 second-round pick. He started 45 games over the first four years of his career. Other names to watch would include Saquon Barkley in New York, Derrick Henry with Tennessee. NBA last night, Dallas Mavericks approved to 3-0 on the young season. They uh, trounced Memphis 125-110. Luka, another triple-double, 35 points, 12 assists, 12 rebounds, and obviously word overnight that James Harden is headed to the L.A. Clippers as part of a uh, 10-player trade, a 10-person trade or pick trade. 76ers will trade the 10-time All-Star along with P.J. Tucker in a contract to the L.A. Clippers for Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, Kenyon Martin Jr., a 2028 unprotected first-round pick and two uh, second-round picks plus a pick swap. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if the uh, – because I guess the James Harden trade is bigger than any trade the NFL has had so far. If the NFL will have a trade, a splash trade, it will be bigger than the James Harden deal. I think – Saquon Barkley would be one. I think they will because I think Kansas City is going to make a move. I just cannot see Kansas City with that wide receiving core being what it is them deciding to stand pat and do nothing before the trade deadline. Now, they, actually, they have done something. I take that back. They did make a move. Remember, they – Miko Hardman. Hardman. I'm talking about a big – I'm saying splash move. I'm talking about a much bigger move. I'm talking about a Mike Evans-type move. They won't get Devontae Adams. There's no way they trade him within that division. That's just not going to happen. Well, um, it, it, they're 6-2, and two, and they sit atop that bad division. There's not another team with a winning record in their division. Which means you start thinking about – Home field. Exactly. Yeah, right. I mean, I, th- I, mean, I think that's discussion. true. I think when the margins yeah. are, are where they are right now, and, and you, you're hearing the team like Baltimore might be talking to the Titans about Derrick Henry. That's a game changer you with know, that new offense. Yeah, Jacksonville's at 6-2, and two and they're into their bye week. I think Jacksonville's okay. I, I don't know if Jacksonville believes But you know what? Maybe they think they can make a, you know, an actual serious move uh, in terms of the playoffs because right now they have the division locked. No, not locked up, but – they're well, going to win I that mean, a team like Jacksonville who's emerging. They're going to win me, that division. To me, if I'm Jacksonville, I mean, if, you, if you're Kansas City, you're looking for a receiver. Uh, someone – but can you find a number one receiver on the market right now? And it feels like the best receivers that could be available are in your own division, which would be Devontae Adams, you know, Jerry, Judy, guys like this, that those teams aren't going to trade in division to you. That, no. That's just – that ain't going to happen. It's bad business. A bad business deal. Um, but, you know, you're, you're trying to size yourself up against the rest of the league. If you're Jacksonville – you know what? What? What are you looking for? Maybe, maybe one of those pass rushers from Washington to go with. Uh, you know, 
you know, J- yeah. Josh Allen on the other side. You can put an over-the-top move. Yeah. You can put an over-the-top move. It can but be anything. also can be for the future. Exactly. It can be anything but an over-the-top move where you go, damn. Nah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like I think That's... the Niners did when they got Christian McCaffrey last year. Like, exactly. okay, the final piece. Yep. And it's not for just now. It's for the long haul. Like Saquon Barkley. That's going to be for this year. You may resign him, but it's really to go after something this year and put somebody over the top. Jacksonville looks like a team with Trevor Lawrence that you're like, okay, you know, if Washington wants to trade one of their young pass rushers because they can't sign both of them, and yeah, then we're talking about Chase Young and Montez Sweat, well, jump in on that and then sign them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you still I like that move and you know, to make a move that way. I mean, Miami, yeah. of course, is six and two. Baltimore is six and two. They're I'm, looking at uh, honestly, the Cowboys should be in this discussion. I agree As with that I too. Know, I mean, and the Cowboys have several different positions they could look at. They could look at cornerback. They could look at O line. You've brought that up. They could go linebacker uh, because of the Leighton Vanderesh injury and the Demarvion Overshone injury. You know, this is what they could go a different, a lot of different. But running back is also a spot they could go to. Well, let's also remember Philadelphia already made the Kevin Byard trade. And uh, remember, after this week is when Philadelphia gets their bye week. So Philadelphia, that's why they're 7-1. Cowboys are a game behind them with, you know, as far as games played. Uh, Philadelphia gets to this. This is a huge game for Philly. If they could beat Dallas and create some more separation, then they're off. Get Kevin Byard more into your offense, and we'll see. It's not it would be beyond Howie Roseman to make a second deal today uh, to to bolster. Because again, it's it's you're you're looking at Detroit, you're looking at Philadelphia and Dallas, you're looking at Seattle making a move. Uh, they just go acquire Leonard uh, well, Leonard Williams, who's a really yeah. good player, former That's number good. six overall pick, yeah. uh, who's played in Pro Bowls. Um, they're right there with San Francisco in the West. I mean, those are the teams you're talking about, and that's why we said at the end of the timeout, if you're Detroit, and now you're you're think about. They're going to get David Montgomery healthy there mm-hmm. to go with Jameer Gibbs, who, you know, you know, as a rookie, those guys are going to take a little bit to season and figure out their way of how the NFL works. So it looks like Jameer Gibbs has figured it out. <laughs> yeah, man, he's, he gets to the edge. Man, Woo, big time. As fast as any running back in the league Well, right think about now. that one-two combination with he and now Oof. David Montgomery, and he comes back. Yeah, it's scary. Sam Laporta, Monroe St. Brown, all the weapons they have for Jared Goff. Uh, they should be looking to bolster something on the defensive side if they can because, as we said, that division with Minnesota without Kirk Cousins now, and what a shame that is for Kirk to be out with that Achilles, but – I mean, that's, that, that division is yeah. just going to sink, and they're going to they yeah. run away with that division. Totally agree with you. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago. That's why I think this trade deadline is going to be interesting because you just named like three or four teams right there that should be, at least should be inquiring about oh, making And they have to think if we make this move, we can win the Super Bowl. And you got to keep, you got to make the move before the other team in the NFC or the AFC makes that yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's, uh, there certainly is a hierarchy right now developing after oh, eight, nine weeks and of the, the NFL. Philadelphia already, like you said, they already showed you, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're always all in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. High like, oh no, I'm always all in. Well, and brother. then the Cowboys you are coming off their best all-round performance. Dak Prescott played his best game. CeeDee Lamb was great. Oh, yeah, we'll Offense, defense, That's special teams. Alright, let's do that right now. 7-15, we've got Halloween on a brain. We're thinking uh, Halloween candy and ghouls and goblins. Uh, ghouls and, and ghosts. I should say goblins are the next month, right? Goblins. Uh, they have goblins? No, you can do goblins. Yeah, it's, it's, goblins and Halloween. Yeah, yeah, goblins too. Wolves, goblins, and ghosts. Yes, sir. But uh, that, that doesn't that doesn't diminish Rod's rant. Let's get it. Let's do it. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. 
All right, let's talk uh, a little bit about the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and we'll talk, of course, tons of Texas, K-State. We'll dive into that. As a matter of fact, we'll go back behind the Burnham's Garden. I'll give you some of my thoughts about my uh, watch of the Missouri game, the Missouri loss for K-State, and also watch that Oklahoma State game. I want to go back and watch the U of H game. I'm trying to watch their last three games because that's when they've really gone on this run um, and see what things they've tweaked. Um, but let's talk about the Cowboys really quickly because you know, he talked about it yesterday. They might have had the most impressive win of the weekend um, considering how they beat up on the Rams, and it was an all-around team win. They had none offensive touchdowns. Uh, Deron Bland's playing like the best corner in the league. <laughs> he really is. I mean, I'm not joking. I know it sounds crazy to say that. That's not some Homer speaking. He had the lowest passer rating allowed uh, uh, up until right before last week's game, and I haven't looked at the recent uh, passer rating allowed, but he was number one uh, prior to that Rams game. And in the Rams game, he got a pick six, <laughs> which is his third pick six of the season, which is crazy. Uh, he needs four, I believe, to tie the record. Uh, but anyway, since we're talking about defense, before I get into the offense here, because there are a couple of uh, offensive nuggets that I want to get into, I criticized the Cowboys for their um, antiquated offense, uh, their lack of modernized uh, cheat codes and uh, lack of modern concepts they were using. But over the bye week, I, there's evidence that the Cowboys tweak some things for, for the overall good. But let's talk about the defense just really quickly because I saw this stat and it was it, it blew my mind. But it just shows you how good Dan Quinn is at developing talent. We just talked about Deron Bland. What was he, a fifth-round pick somewhere around there? A late-round pick for the Cowboys, now playing like one of the best corners in the league. We talked about what he's done for the safeties, right? Careers like guys like Malik Hooker, uh, guys like J. Run Curse resuscitated, uh, rehabilitated their skill set, made them some of the best at their position in the league. Uh, and even what he's done with Donovan Wilson, right? He's come there. Guys are playing their best football of their careers under Dan Quinn. And there's a lot of different guys, too. Like, that's what you consider. How about this little stat? Pro Football Focus, highest graded linebacker right now, if it, at least a minimum of 100 snaps for the season, Marquise Bell. Yeah. Marquise Bell, the project for Dan Quinn, one of his experiments as a hybrid linebacker, has the highest grade. Now, I'm not saying that he's the best linebacker in, in pro football. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just talking about his grade overall. Just playing, tells you what a high level he's playing at. And Dan Quinn has a lot of guys that end up playing their best overall football when he's there as their, as their D.C. Uh, so, once again, if you're a Cowboys fan, you should be ecstatic about what Dan Quinn's been able to do, uh, been able to maximize and weaponize all that talent on defense. And he does it he always does it at a really at a bargain for you because he does he he, he re, like it's guys like Malik Hooker and J Run Curves and late round picks who are relatively inexpensive. Yeah, he's shopping a TJ Maxx compared to your salary cap, <laughs> right? But you got to pay him later, of course. You got to pay you, know, you got to pay Trevon Diggs and you got to pay you got to pay Mike and that guy's when you're hitting on draft pick. picks, Rod, and you're hitting on low low dollar free agents. That's yeah. cheap labor. That's he's hitting cheap, on both of them. That's cheap labor, right? Yes. The NFL is built around your highly paid superstars, which the Cowboys have plenty of at quarterback and receiver coming up, and now you've pay Trayvon Diggs and yeah. Micah Parsons and then it's about cheap labor can you yep. maximize your draft picks where they come in and play on those those rookie deals and then can you find you know TJ Maxx deals that you can uh, develop and find their skill set that fits what you want them to do you're damn right and that's exactly what he's done off the off the clearance rack <laughs> Deron Bland as a starting corner in the league uh, okay so let's talk about the Cowboys offense 
I was uh, highly critical of their inability to get CeeDee Lamb the football um, last week. He had 14 targets in this game, so uh, they, they rectified it. They got him the football. That's what I think they used their bye week for, to make sure they find different creative ways to get him the football. And even prior to that game, remember I said that he had, if you go look at his average route depth and average depth of target, that those were at career lows. Those were you know, assigned routes that he has to run. He has really no power over that, but his explosive reception rate and his yards per target were all up at career highs. So career lows for the routes uh, depth that he was running, but career highs in terms of what he was doing with the football. His target share uh, was also down. Um, his first read targets was all, was down prior to last week, uh, this past week against uh, the Rams, but his yards per route was up. So all of his productivity numbers were through the roof. Right, they were they were sky high, but his um, target share and the usage and the way that he was being utilized, um, those basically were career lows, route depth, things of that nature. And the Cowboys, I'll give them a ton of credit. Uh, 14 targets and CeeDee Lamb two touchdowns has a you know a monster game. He can have those games. Honestly, a lot. He can have those games most of the time for the Cowboys if they force feed him the football schematically like they did versus the Rams. And and then it will open up other things like it did in that Rams game, right? Brandon Cooks, he ends up being able to catch a touchdown pass in that Rams game. And yet that looked like the, you know, the best version of himself. Uh, here's a Dak Prescott stat for you. Dak Prescott this past week, pro football focus, highest graded quarterback for week eight. And he looked like it. I mean, just watching the game, he looked the part. He was so yeah. decisive. He was so accurate. I mean, we come in on these uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and are critical of Dak when he doesn't play well. He played great. He played he really – I mean, you could tell the bye week. I don't know if he was dealing with a little bit of an injury going into the bye week because he was – He was mobile, too. Oh, he was Moving shy. around. He was just deci- – I love it when a quarterback is decisive, right? There's just – there really is no hesitation in his game. Uh, when it's time to take off and run, take off and run. When you want to, you know, saddle it up and fire it. I mean, I, I specifically think of the throw he made to uh, Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson, yep. Beautiful. I mean, that that was a real decisive throw, that, and it also had to be thrown perfectly, and it was. I mean, it really was, and uh, that's that's good Dak. That's good Dak energy, as you call it, Rod. Yeah, man. Big Dak energy. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. You need more of that. You're going to need it this week, too, versus Philadelphia. Well, if, if he can play like that, because that's the one thing when the Cowboys have dominated these games where they blow everybody out with block punts and block kicks and interception returns and everything – the offense is still kind of scuffled along, and it was just it didn't really matter because the scoreboard was so lopsided. In this game, it was all of it. I mean, you got everything. You got non-offensive touchdowns. You the only thing that you could even nitpick was the run game still wasn't huge, but you got Aaron Donald in there. So okay, well, why are we going to try to run at Aaron Donald? We'll just throw the dang ball and tear apart this secondary, which I thought was really really impressive. And they had a great game plan and they executed it. And now the next big litmus test of their season comes on Sunday in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, prior to the game against the Rams, I know people want to, you know, obviously trash Dak. That's one of the things that people do. But he was actually the leader in the NFL in on-target passes. I gave you that stat last week. And Pro Football Focus has Dak since week six um, as the highest-graded passer in the league by more than a couple of points. So a lot of the analytical stats and metrics would indicate that the scheme and the overall philosophy, the Texco's offense, has been more the issue, not the personnel, not Dak, not CD. I just gave the numbers about Dak and CD. 
grading out really well. Uh, yards per route run, analytical metrics show they're playing at a high level, but yet the offense, because of the philosophy of it, it seemed to be holding them back because of the lack of modernized concepts. One of the things that I brought up was you know the, the lack of motion, the lack of pre-snap motion in that Cowboys offense. They were 27th in overall motion prior to that game against the Rams, and they were 32nd in rate of motion at the snap, meaning a guy on the move at when the ball is snapped. Just to give you a little context on that, uh, coming into Sunday, they see the Cowboys only used motion at the snap on 33 total plays against the Rams, motion at the snap on 18 plays. So they were basically using motion at the snap less than six plays per game. Um, and then in that uh, Rams game, they used it 18 times. So they're, they're, you can tell they, the, the philosophy of the Texas offense is starting to become modernized. If you modernize some of these cheat codes and use more of them and use them with more frequency, you will get that big Dak energy. All right? That's, you get more big Dak energy. You help your quarterback. Yes. You make his life easier on him. All right. Yeah. Uh, good stuff right there. Rod's rant. Cowboys, Eagles, Sunday afternoon. It's a full weekend of football, man. It is as good as it gets with the college games of the weekend, including the Longhorns in K-State at the stadium. Uh, it's the big noon Fox game, and of course, Cowboys will be the yes, sir. America's game of the week on uh, Sunday afternoon with the Eagles and Cowboys, the longtime rivals. We'll come back. Uh, hook them up, rolls on. We've got uh, Bullish or BS for the end of the hour. Big trade in the NBA, trade deadline in the NFL. Who's going to swing the big move uh, to tip the scales? We'll talk about it with you. Coming back, hook them up. As- Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster. Oh man, this isn't the uh, optimism we're looking for. This is sorry to break it to Cowboys fans, and I'm one of them. But Dak is going to stink it up against the Eagles market. (laughs) Doesn't he play pretty well against the Eagles and that kind of his deal? Niners are a script. He's good good in the division. He is good. He's on this division. In the division, he's actually pretty good. That's the thing. That's what's frustrating about now that it doesn't translate to the playoffs. He just has not really been a good quarterback in the playoffs, specifically against especially against the 49ers. And it wasn't me good against the 49ers in the regular season either. So let's just... Yeah, and I keep hearing the because uh, the Cowboys are, you know, Jekyll and Hyde. What are you going to get? And they've been, mm-hmm. I mean, they they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm still not sure I understand that. And then they can turn around and beat a, a decent Rams team, uh, like like that. I mean, that was like varsity versus junior varsity, and that's a team that's got Matt Stafford and you know Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, and they just beat mm-hmm. them nine ways to Sunday. Um, so it's it's what are you going to get? Uh, you're looking for the consistency, and that's the one thing I'll say about the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles. Uh, people say they aren't the same as they were, and I agree with that. But at the same time, they're finding ways to win these games. They've, they've beaten, I think, a tougher schedule than the Cowboys mm-hmm. um, to this point. The win over Miami stands out as a really impressive win. They do have that loss to the Jets, but, you know, the Jets are now winning games. They're 4-3, and three, and they're, they're doing it in a really ugly way. But you know, they're the team that's most in contention, along with Buffalo and, uh, and Miami in that division right now. Yep. Uh, I don't know, it's smoke and mirrors, and Zach Wilson's you know, still Zach Wilson. He's playing a little bit better. But uh, Eagles, Eagles, you know, this is, you got to go beat them. Uh, and it's in Philly. And uh, as, as sloppy at sometimes as Jalen Hurts has been, he still, you know, uh, overcomes the slop and throws, throws four touchdowns. He's, a, he, he's, the, a, he's straight up a winner because you're right. He has uh, unorthodox games. 
poor quarterback yeah. in the modern era, but they find a way to win with him. They do, and yeah. uh, uh, they they just have a, a, a and it comes from him. I think there's a confidence to it. Oh, but, no um, doubt. But we'll see. That obviously becomes the, the game of the weekend. Well, if it is the game of the weekend because you got the Longhorns in K State, well, you, you got the Chiefs and Dolphins in the AFC. Say, I guess that's a good one too. Bills and the Bills, Bills and, and Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be a nice one too. Yeah, that no, was a great football weekend. Somebody said, Rock, can we please have a quarterback bootleg at the goal line? Yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe a bootleg play, something on the goal line I for Texas. I don't know if Malik Murphy is swift enough to, to, to do that. The way I mean, if he's a wide open bootleg, then yeah, I mean, he's got enough functional ability. People overestimate his running ability. They do. Well, I think they They're do so, too. Because he looks like predator in the pocket that he can run like that but he he really is not that he's not that type of an athlete and we have seen quinn with his legs scoring on on rpos where he pulls it back and runs yeah. to the end zone when actually some of maybe that. from what i told fast as fast as malik if not faster this says uh dak eight and three against yeah. the eagles all time there you go uh, yeah, Dak, Dak plays well in the division. He yeah. owns the Giants, plays well against the Eagles. It says, I keep asking myself, is year eight the year Dak finally gets it? I don't trust him, but who knows? Typically, if you're talking about year eight and you're still asking, probably not. Unless you're talking about Geno Smith. <laughs> yeah. But Geno hey. is one of the only one. I mean, that's a, that's a weird quarterback story. But what is that, year nine? Yeah. He has breakout year in, but like, is, year eight. Is he getting it? We'll see. It really comes down to January for Dak at this point and Geno Smith and winning playoff games. It says Jalen Hurts is injured. Well, they're he winning is. though. He's dealing. He's with not a hundred percent. He's de- he's dealing with multiple injuries actually, because there were some reports he was hurt to start the season actually. Oh, really? That's why he looks so shaky. Yeah, that that shoulder injury wasn't completely healed, but he's just a tough mofo, and he's just like, no, this is football. This is football. I mean, I play through it. This is what you do. Yeah, he is. Uh, so looking forward to that. We're looking yeah. forward to Halloween tonight. Trade deadline, 3 o'clock today. Who's going to swing the big deals becomes a big question. I think oh, there's yeah. going to be some. I think everyone that's uh, – because, I mean, you've got two things happening, right? It takes two to tango. Yes, it does. Got to have a dance partner. Well, I think they're going to be dance partners. I think there are teams that realize this is a great draft coming up, great quarterback draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of not in contention right now. Um, but And we've got pieces, uh, you know, highly priced commodities that are going to come due. Buyers and sellers, baby. And buyers and sellers. And Let's I think go. there's going to be absolute buyers that they're looking at this saying, man, we can we can go at this thing right now. You know, the, you know, the Chiefs have been the team to beat, but they still look right now a little bit susceptible. They need a wide receiver, man. They need one bad. They need, yeah. They they're off. They're sitting at six and two, but they still don't click all the time, right? Yep. Uh, so that everyone looks at it and looks at it and says, man, there's so much parity. It's so wide open. We can be the team that um, why not us? takes a run. And you know what it does, Rod. You played in the league when it it. Uh, it jolts your locker room when your your front office makes a move like that. Like, we believe oh, in you yeah. guys, and we're going to give you this. The all-in. I mean, the, the, even the locker room feels like, oh, man, they're going all-in. They believe we're a contender. They think we got a shot here, especially when you make a splash move. Guys start thinking that. Um, but even those subtle moves, just tweaks. I mean, the Cowboys made subtle tweaks that really helped them the last couple of years, too, via the trade market. Not always in season trades, but via the trade market. Says, uh, thanks for the Monster Mash cut. When I was about eight, I had it on 45, but I wasn't allowed to play the record because it made my five-year-old brother cry because it was too scary. Oh, uh, you scared of the Monster Mash? We Come had the on. same record. My brother, we had the full record. It had a bunch of songs on it. We would have our Fisher <laughs> Price record player out. That's great. And I remember the transition. It went from, think, think about this, Rod. When I was like six, seven, eight years old, it went from the Monster Mash and I would listen to him. Remember you back in the day, you may be not as old as me on this. Used to get you'd get these books that have a little record in it, and yeah. you put the record on and you'd read along with the with oh, the yeah, record. Oh yeah, 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 we okay. had those. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that young. Well, we went from that yeah, to yeah, uh, 
We went from that to Kiss albums. My brother started getting my, from my uncle Jay, my uncle Tim. He started getting these like Kiss rock and roll albums, and we started playing that on the Fisher Price record player that you had to plug in. So we got you know. That's awesome. Oh, Dick That's Kiss like, double platinum. Platinum, fantastic. Yeah. So it's my like, brother would come. My my uncle, who's my my mom, is the second oldest of seven. Oh man. And my uncle Tim is the youngest. So he wasn't that far. My mom parent. My mom had my brother and I when they were like nineteen and twenty. So my my uncle Tim was only few years older than my brother so he would be kind of like he was like a brother no more yeah, than, yeah. Than, than a cousin or and then an uncle so, so yeah he was introducing y'all to some of that yeah we'd have records that adult stuff yeah well, we're, we're rick's rick's nine or ten and, and tim's like 13 14 <laughs> so he's buying these records and aerosmith and kiss and all this stuff in the 70s oh, he's blowing y'all mind y'all like what the yeah and we had this record <laughs> this player is music yeah what the hell with that other stuff what is that well, i remember as a kid kiss was kiss but they also wore all the makeup yeah it's true like, oh like man these guys are cool like superheroes on stage. Yeah, the big boots. Yeah, my no, mom's, right about that. My mom's freaking out. No, that's a great point, though. I remember as a kid, yeah, because I used to steal my brother. My brother was five years older, so I remember stealing his music. There you go. When I was like probably 11, 12, stealing some of his music. And we're talking about like NWA, hardcore, gangster rap back then, because that's, that's what that was blowing up back then. And mine, ghetto boys, mind blown. Like, what? what is this? I go from Fraggle Rock and all that kind of stuff to jamming that. I'm like, okay, different level. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you, brother. Trust me. That's uh, coming Memories, memories. Thanks for that with the Monster Mash cut. This uh, nice. By the way, we have a poll running at uh, the Horn, Horn Twitter account of James Harden traded. Who won the trade? Ty, do you have a, uh, an opinion on who won the trade? James Harden's going to the LA Clippers as part of a massive deal that got done overnight, according to Woj. Uh, you're a Mavericks fan in the Western Conference. How much does this help the Clippers uh, in your mind, and and uh, and where does this put them? I mean, and Philadelphia. What's the what's the outcome of this deal? Well, I think it definitely eliminates the Clippers from NBA title contention because James Harden is now on the <laughs> roster. True. Um, wow, you know that's how, true. We know how he goes in the playoffs, and uh, I wow. think the Seventy Sixers. You know, they were asking a lot all summer. Um, a little, I think a little too high of an asking price. Daryl Morey thought he was worth more than what he was, and but they did get the three decent veteran wing defenders back and some draft compensation. So, well, I, I think the 76ers and definitely they still won. have Joel Embiid and an improving Tyrese Maxey, and they've got some young dudes. And just to not have the James Harden baggage going on right now, the drama is probably a good thing for Philadelphia. But obviously, they're now in full chase mode of Boston and and Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference. Clippers, you know, with does Kawhi Leonard play still? Are we, what are we doing with yeah, that? Yeah, he does. He just okay. load management. Because I know they have the new rules in load the NBA, man. and we got excited to see Wemby and kind of got some some early feels about the NBA. But then I saw where Devin Booker played game one, went off, and hadn't played since. Hey, Bradley Beal still hadn't played. I, long, I think they're, I think they're <laughs> within the rules, right? It's a certain amount of games you yeah, got to play. I don't know. That kind of stuff. I, I got to look at the rules. This says, Mom, E, my mom broke my Kiss Destroyer album because she thought they were the devil, devil back worshipers. Then. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, look, we're an Irish Catholic family growing up Man. with uh, Kiss Destroyer and D- Kiss Double Platinum. I mean, let's be honest. They did. And, they, when, you, <laughs> and when you got the Double Platinum album, Rod, you opened it up, and it had all kinds of pictures. Yeah. And they, were, they, they leaned into it. They, they, got, they, weren't, into de- they weren't devil worshipers, but they knew that that was kind of the stigma that oh, the, yeah. old, the old generation had about them, and they leaned into it, man. Yeah, well, they kind of followed uh, Ozzy Osbourne and that, those, yeah. that group, and they became kind of the out of New York City. And they were they understood, though. They, kind of like the candy cigarette theory you have. They were they were catering they, to kids. Ah, uh, they 
the makeup. Oh, yeah. The, the full costumes. Oh, good point. They took it to a whole different level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point, though. I didn't think about that, but you're right. They, wore the, it was all, every, they were in a Halloween costume the, all year. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, you're like, oh, man. That's true. I want to be Ace Freely. I want to dress up for them. It's Halloween. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I never, I mean, uh, you know, Peter Chris, the drummer, and they had Ace Freely. And I was like, I don't need to be Gene Simmons. I can be Rick. That'd be my brother. I'll do the other guys. That's pretty Paul cool. Paul Stanley. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. What's the, what's the, what's the band or artist that you were introduced to way too young? It's yes. Like, it's like, yeah. Yes. It's like, uh, yeah, I probably should have been on that at 11 or 12. <laughs> I'm like eight. I'm talking like eight. Nine years old, yeah. That's As shaggy. As a preteen. Shaggy for oh. me. My mom showed me, it, like, the It Wasn't Me song. I forgot. I, I don't know if that's the name <laughs> oh, of it. Wow. In the car when I was, like, nine years old. And I was like, oh. wow, this song is uh, pretty sexual. <laughs> Yeah. Also, did you get it? Did you start? You listen to lyrics. That was oh, good yeah, as a youngster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think I. I didn't. I mean, maybe not all of it, but I had a decent idea of what was going on. You had an idea. Yeah. Uh, cause that's how you get over on kids. Because some kids they don't listen to the lyrics. They just listen to like the groove and the chorus. And you get some smart kids like Ty, and they're, they're kind of like, "Hold on, what did he say?" I'm listening to that, and then they they, they start to get all the uh, the messages, the subliminals. Uh, real step. quick, before we get to the timeout and get to some bullish or BS, in bullish and BS, Rod, did you hear what one of the Longhorn veteran captains, when asked the question, who is the toughest Longhorn? Who is El the Capitan. toughest Longhorn? Yeah, I heard this, and honestly, I don't believe him. Okay, I'm going to play for you. <laughs> let's start off your bullish or BS. I heard it, and I was like, I don't think I believe him. I well, think he just But a very thoughtful answer. I think he's paying a compliment and good for him, but I don't think that's We'll, we'll play that for you, come up bullish or BS. Also, a uh, little shout-out. Uh, they played the exhibition game down at uh, Moody last night while all this other stuff was going on. Oh, yeah. And let me give a shout-out to my, my oh. St. Edwards Hilltoppers. They actually had a lead at halftime in this game. Get out of yeah, town. Yeah, we the, the Hilltoppers were up 39-32 on Texas, who played a very sloppy first half oh. and then outscored the long the uh, the goats uh, 52-24 in the second half and won that game 84-63 but I was told that my, my St. Edward they, the fan group showed up they were loud they were into it Blake <laughs> Nielsen scored 16 points and yeah, uh, but in the end it was you know Tyrese Hunter with 22 and Max Aismas with 18 and Dylan Mitchell had an all-around game so I'm sure Rodney Terry wasn't real happy with the first half um, but you know St. Edwards came in there to play they came would, in there to ball well and I would love to have known how many people showed up it was basically a free trip to the mood right yeah well it was a busy night yeah that's why so much and going you, on. And you have, you know, obviously there was yeah. the sports Monday equinox. night football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, World Series going on. So I did probably yeah, World Series. And, and look, it, you know, the Moody Center books a lot of concerts there, so you're trying to find the right night that you can have the the floor and have this event. But uh, they did that last night, so I will give my my Hilltoppers a little shout out for nice. leading at the half. Hey, that's big time. Leading at the half. Hey, that's hey, Ty, do you have that bet? Thirty nine, thirty two at the half. We'll we'll put that up on the the wall in the in the like RCC, it. baby. I like that. All right, we'll come back. We'll do bullish or BS. We're rolling with you. Trade deadline day, Halloween. Rangers up two one in the World Series. Safe to say, we got a lot. Oh, man, you can't run through the stop sign, Walker. What are we doing? Little League stuff right here. Uh, El Bombi. Throwing the power, but also showing the cannon right there. El Canyon. Uh, it's pretty amazing. We still have Rangers, by the way, win game three, 3-1 three, last night. We'll get uh, more on uh, Dolis Garcia's injury at the lead after the eighth inning. 
But uh, Rod, it, you know, we stumble into a fun topic that our textures get all bored. This uh, music you were introduced too soon. Like I said, Motley Crue, or Kiss. Yeah. It says, Kiss was it for me, too, E. It says, I dress up as Ace Freely as Halloween. This says George Clinton. This says Sex Pistols. Oh, yeah. Sex Pistols. George Clinton is a good one, too, actually. Yeah. And the Funkadelic. Oh, catch ya. Yeah. yeah we like used that. to uh, blast Heavens on Fire on the bus on our way to the fourth grade in the jam box. <laughs> it says, my sister introduced me to Tupac. Hit him up when oh, I was seven. Oh, <laughs> That is so inappropriate. Cypress Hill. My brother was eight years older than me, and my mom freaked out when she heard the music. Oh, yeah. Says, I was five or six, and my older brothers introduced oh. me to metal and rock. Motley Crue and Van Halen are still my favorite bands. There you go. See, I think it's a rite of passage almost that you just find your way. Let's see with older siblings. Yeah, when you got older siblings. Or in our case, an uncle. Yeah, uh, exactly. The cool, the cool uncle. It says, cool too uncle. short. Too short. Oh, <laughs> come on. My, hey, I, I was a, nine. I have a, oh, don't, come on now. I don't even want to know the damage that that, uh, that, that did to you. Real quick, two short story. My wife is from Oakland. Uh, one of our first dates, um, I was just putting no music as we're driving to wherever we're going. And some Too Short came on. So I'm flipping through music. And she goes, oh, I love Too Short. And I go, you love Too Short? And if anybody knows anything about Too Short, he is the nastiest, raunchiest rapper Probably of all time, like he is in that conversation. I mean, it's 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 jams, but it's pretty raunchy. And I just thought to myself, "Damn, a woman that will admit she likes too short." On an early date. On an early date. On the second or third date. Hey, my kind of woman might be the one. Yeah, so too short in the early age. Trust me, way too raunchy. Mine was probably. Honestly, I think it was Ghetto Boys. I think it was Ghetto Boys. Oh, that's good. With uh, yeah, Willie D, uh, Bushwick Bill, Scarface. That was probably, and I was like, "What is this?" You know, uh, that was great. Love that stuff. So yeah. Hey, I'm listen. So right uh, of passage, baby. That's exactly right. Uh, bullish or BS on this route? It's time for bullish or BS. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, according to some NFL insiders, there is a trade brewing or talks being had. Oh, come on now. That would send New Orleans Saints backup quarterback Jameis Winston to the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, man. Bullish they got some BS. weapons now. Wow. Oh, he's, you know what? I'm going bullish. I'm going bullish because you can't give up on the season. Yeah, you started 0-4, now you're 4-4. and Yeah, and you can't give up on the season and you're, right you're, now. I think they're undefeated in the division, too. Yeah. I'm bullish on it. Detroit's in the line to run away with that division at this point if you don't do something. And there's so many teams right now that need quarterbacks. You know, and it's just going to be it's such it's a shortage of quarterbacks anyway. Uh, but right now, I think you might. I think you're on ten. I think there are ten teams right now. Well, Cousins already, won't be back, so you know, yeah. and, and you probably never get him back. You because, got yes, I think ten teams are already using their backup well, quarterbacks. Because remember, poor Kirk Cousins was having a great year. Remember when they stopped turning the ball over in that 0-4 start? Remember they outplayed Philly, and Philly felt like, and they yep. turned it over at the goal line a couple times, and they just had games that they kind of gave away. They've kind of stopped the turnovers. They're winning now. He's actually having so he, like one of his best seasons. Yeah, and but now he's a free agent when the season's over. Yeah, and he's hurt. So there goes that big payday. But he's he's been handsomely compensated. But man, the way the team talks about him uh, just tells you what kind of ball player he is. And I think everybody got to see it in that TV, you know, the Netflix series, Quarterback, and oh yeah, uh, just what a likable guy he is. So you feel bad for him. 
Um, yeah, but Minnesota, that'd be that would be that would be a jolt in the locker room to say, you know what, we're, we're you know, Jameis Winston may or may not work, but we're trying. I think that'd be a good move, man, considering the weapons they have. I mean, you got Jordan Addison, and, you know, you Justin, got Justin Jefferson, Jefferson will be back. You got T.J. Hawkinson there. They got some they nice weapons. Cam Akers already in a trade, so he's yeah. kind of coming oh, up as a running back. I almost back. forgot all about that one. Yeah, forgets a good point there. Yeah, I I just think they're underrated offensively. All the weapons they have, and and obviously not saying anything against Kirk Cousins, but I think James Winston can actually now. He's going to be a high-risk. Kirk yeah, Cousins is a low-risk, high-reward player. He's going to be high-risk, high-reward, but at least still it gives you a chance. Well, it, it shoots a shot of confidence in your locker room that, okay, we're not going with an unproven backup the rest of the way, which gives us very little chance. At least, at least we're, we're going for something. Uh, all right, Rod, what do you have in bullish or BS? Um, have you heard this Taylor Lewan uh, report, uh, the former offensive lineman uh, for the Tennessee Titans? Apparently he's saying that he's got sources – that and he's doubling down on this, by the way. He's got sources um, that very reliable source. He says that says that Brock Purdy is not the guy, and that he will be benched by the end of the season. Who said this? Bullish or BS? Taylor Lewan. Oh, he is the former offensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. Benched in favor of Sam Darnold. Just he didn't. Uh, yeah, we can hit, listen to the sound. We'll probably when we get into. I watched. Uh, the, I watched all. I mean, look, the Browns game was a bad game. Uh, then they lost in Minnesota on a Monday night where I think he had a concussion in the fourth quarter. Remember, they put him in concussion protocol after the game. And I watched a lot of the Bengals game this week, and I don't think he played bad. It was really just about Joe Burrow carving them up. At the end of the day, Joe Burrow carved them up. And here's the question. The bigger question in San Francisco right now is Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator. And I don't even think it's Steve Wilkes. I think when you go from – what a change. I've said this all the time. It's kind of my rule of three thing, right? What are the odds you're going to have three – home run grand slam hires at D.C. in a row. Same thing I said about what are, what are the odds of Oklahoma having three Hall of Fame coaches in a row to hire? That's just, it's just it's not going to happen. Like the odds are heavily yeah, stacked D'Amico Ryan's before. And Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryan. Both of them become head coaches. And we agree, actually doing a decent well, Here's what I'll job. say about Wilkes, though. What I, are the, and he was a head coach before, I believe, at one time. Yeah, Steve Wilkes has been a coach. So my point is, I don't think you can hire, you're not going to hit it, you're not going to hit a home well, look, run I mean, three times in a row. But, the, but, that hire. but your guy channel's trying to win a Super Bowl. I know you. And, and during the bye week, they got to figure this out because D'Amico Ryan's and Sala were a lot about pressure. Yeah, he Wilkes doesn't bring pressure. I mean, he's like you know, fifteen percent of the time he's bringing extra people. League average is eighteen. They used to be a lot higher than that with the previous defensive coordinators. You got to get that secondary is not great. You've got to get quarterback pressure. I know, but I'm just saying, like, th- those those were elite DCs. I'm not sure Wilkes is an elite DC, is my point. And what are the odds of you hiring three elite ones in a row? Shano, it's just, the, the, you know, I think it's attrition. You just, you know, you, your, your staff has been picked. My point so would be during much. the bye week, you and need coach. your, you know, you get with this guy and say, look, we're bringing some more pressure. And Shano getting there, called him down, defensive plays himself. Yeah, that's, no right. that's right. That's <laughs> right. Hey, your window's off. now. Your window's yeah, now. I, I'm not bullish on Purdy getting benched, though. I thought he played well. Yeah. And he showed more mobility than I thought he had against the Bengals. That was about Joe Burrow just chewing them alive. Uh, all right, and let him send back there without any pressure coming at him. We'll come back. We're rolling on. It's a hook 'em up. Uh, busy Tuesday.